Back to rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Senator Susan McDonald joining us this morning on rural Queensland today. Senator, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, another big week in Parliament. Ben, it has been a big week. There's been a lot of um, a lot of big legislation that's come into the Senate, uh, and we have had a good opportunity to uh, put the coalition's position on the record. But the one that I'm most worried about, Ben, we sat till four o'clock Wednesday morning. Um, debating it, but at the end of the day, Labor and the Greens had the numbers to pass it, but it's this safeguard mechanism. Um, if I could just very quickly tell everybody Please, what it's Please, talk us through it. Talk us through yeah. it. So what it is, is the government committed to uh, reducing emissions by 43% by 2030. Now, as a coalition, we went to the election saying that is too far. Uh, companies won't be able to meet that, and it will just threaten jobs and investment in Australia. Whereas the Labor team uh, said, no, no, we want to have we want to have these reductions by 2030. So that's what they're in government, and that's what they're doing. Every year, they want to reduce emissions by 4.9 percent, and uh, what that means is that they've identified the 250 biggest emitters in the country, uh, and that's everybody. That's from uh, Virgin and Qantas, through to cement manufacturers and coal mines, and and everything in between. Yeah. Now, what we said is if you do this too fast and there is not the technology available to reduce emissions, all you'll do is tax businesses, but worse, you'll make so much investment uncertainty that uh, countries that put their dollars, choose around the world, where are we going to invest billions of dollars in a new mine or a new facility, they're going to choose to go somewhere else. And why should we care about that? Well, because it costs a lot of money to access resources or set up big LNG plants or even run a big airline. And if, if Australia doesn't have the dollars, then we can't access the resources. We don't get the royalties. We don't get the huge uh, company taxes that then we spend. We go out and we spend them on hospitals and schools and roads. If we don't have that income, we don't get to do that. And we start to slip uh, away from being the first world country that we are with great income, great lifestyle, people able to work, you know, flexi hours and all that sort of thing. And we start slipping to being uh, like the other countries that don't have all the natural resources and the investment that we do. So there's two parts of it. One, you have to be a stable uh, society so that companies say, yep, if we go and put billions of dollars into that country, uh, there won't be a civil war, there won't be um, governments changing too often and they're not going to change the playing field, they're not going to move the, the goalposts halfway through our project. So we've got certainty. And the second part is is that you tax everybody appropriately so we get the royalties, we get the company taxes and we get the PAYG taxes from the good, well-paid jobs that, are, that are, um, Australians get out of part of the project. So all of that works together to make Australia a strong balance sheet and we get to, to choose to do all sorts of things, invest in science, um, have great medical services, have uh, education systems that build roads, all of the things, that, uh, and, and we can have an Olympic Games. We can, you know, we get to choose where we spend our money. But if we don't have these projects, we don't get the money, we don't get the projects, uh, and our, our whole lifestyle starts to dial down. Now, what the Greens and Labor have done is that at every step of the way, 
when overseas investors have said, oh, just caution, we're just telling you, steady down, you're making it hard for us to choose to invest in Australia, you're making it hard for us to expand our projects or to um, to continue, you know, these well-paid jobs in Australia because guess what? There's plenty of gas projects in, in the USA. There's plenty of gas in Russia. Uh, there's even um, big gas fields in China. The other countries need this energy and if we make it too hard, they will go somewhere else. So three things happen then. One is Australia doesn't get those great dollars. We don't get to be the first world nation that we've become since we got stuck into mining in the 1950s. Uh, it also means that we drive people offshore to have to invest in countries that are not We're going to lose all our investment dollar. We, 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 off the back of this, with this happening, Susan, th- this stands to lose all the investment dollars that we've worked so hard for um, and, and it will send our economy to the floor. Now, it can be all well and good. But it, it will send our economy to the floor. That's, that's exactly right, Ben. And we've had our our trusted trade partners warning us. They've been saying, steady on, you're doing yourself a damage. And unfortunately, what Labor has done is they've played into this, you know, I, and I understand it, but they've played into this, oh, Australians get to use their gas first. Well, that is a really lazy thing to say because guess what? If we don't have investment, we don't have the gas. It doesn't matter whether we get to use it first, second or whatever because it takes billions of dollars to build uh, LNG plants, to build uh, gas wells, uh, the same with big mines, the same with cement production, the same with aluminium production, uh, the same with airlines. All of this stuff takes big dollars and if Australia doesn't have it with our small population, only 26 million people, if we don't have the money then we don't invest in it and we don't get the gas. I mean, Northern Territory, the gas, the lights are staying on there at the moment because of Inpex, the big Japanese investment company. They invested 60, over $60 billion into the Icarus gas field up there. Uh, we sell a lot of the gas to Japan, uh, but there, it is, the Northern Territory is able to use that gas to, to have cheaper electricity, reliable electricity, uh, up there. So, uh, and the worst part then is so, you know, we've lost the dollars. Uh, we send our, our, our trading partners offshore to trade with countries that may not have the same interests and partnerships as we have. And then here's the real kicker is the emissions reduction scheme in Australia ensures that worldwide emissions go up because they don't have the quality of resources that we do. So for three reasons, this legislation has made Australia uh, more vulnerable, less successful, and on a worldwide setting, has increased emissions. It's just so dumb, um, and and Australia has been fed a big lie. So bad. It's been a bad week, Ben. It's, <laughs> it's not been really, good at all. It, it's it's been um it, it's been quite unbelievable. Um, Look, I've got to talk to you. Uh, obviously, th- there is a real um, issue going on with how the housing crisis at the moment. It, it is quite unbelievable. Um, and we've seen something where Labor's record high immigration bringing 650,000 um, immigrants to Australia in the next year um, in the middle of a housing crisis. It, it, it is quite unbelievable. We, we are so short of, of housing, Susan. Um the, the, the national vacancy is le- lower than 1% in all major cities. 
Now, in Queensland alone, um, the homeless rate has increased by 22 to 22% in five years, right? This is just the facts. And we know the rental squeeze. People are just literally um, can't find a house, sleeping in cars. Now, we increase the Australian uh, family numbers, like, you know, and Labor go and say, well, um, we're going to put um, 30,000 houses over five years. There's already a shortfall of 700,000 homes in Queensland and Australia for people who are looking for them, a shortfall. Hospitals are full, schools are full. Yet we're bringing 650,000 new immigrants into Australia this financial year and next. Surely we've got to fix our own backyard first. I'm all for the immigration policy here in Australia. I absolutely believe in it. But we've got a crisis on our hands. There, we literally have a crisis on our hands in every regional centre and every single metropolitan area throughout Australia. There is people who are un- unable to find a rental. There is a housing shortage, and this is an absolute Australia-wide issue. It is Ben, and like all bloody big problems, is there's no one silver bullet uh, because we've got a range of things. We know that in uh, lots of regional Australia, it is really hard to get insurance now. Um, I've just heard from the Southwest Council of Mayors, Western Mayors. I know it's been happening in Northern Australia for a long time. You can't get flood insurance. Uh, or it's so expensive that it means that builders and developers are going, well, you know, geez, this is, this is a project that it's getting hard to do. Uh, we know that more Australians don't want to share accommodation anymore. It used to be no. that you could have four young people in a house. Well, now, because of COVID, the working from home, they don't want to do that. So that's meant that less people in, in more houses. Uh, we have a shortage of, of tradies and builders. We have a shortage yeah. of, of building materials yeah. and supplies. But here's the other thing. In Townsville, they only proved a 10 new houses in January. I mean, if, they were, if the council was serious about uh, solving this housing crisis, then they'd give approvals to those developers and builders who thought, yep, we can have a crack at building more accommodation. The federal government has said they won't allow um, the council to use the Pink and Bar facility in Brisbane for crisis or emergency housing. I mean, that would help. Yeah. You know, what about the one that was built uh, with federal government money up at Toowoomba at Wagner's? Why aren't they using that? You know, there are roofs available. Um, and, and then, of course, the changes that the federal government's been making uh, are sending all these signals to investors who provide rental properties um, we want to make it harder for you. We want to allow people to have pets in the house. We want to allow people yeah. to make uh, alterations to the house. I get that. No that one's got any rights. That, they've got no if rights. So people don't want to do it. I, I get that well, as well. Well, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So this is hard. But you're right. If we don't if we don't focus on it hard, we're going to become a nation of people who live in a house and people who live in a tent. And that is not Australia. It's not good enough. Uh, we've worked hard over so long to make uh, home ownership of a realistic option for Australians and and we have to get smarter about making sure we're covering off on all the bits, the insurance availability. You know, perhaps perhaps we need to start thinking about an Australian-owned insurance company the way we used to have SGIO. But there is lots of um, lots of thorny parts of this problem, but it is it is urgent. There's nothing more important than having a roof over your head. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the government are talking about it, but the immigration, bringing more people in when we haven't got our own backyard, that, that, that doesn't seem to solve that problem. It's only going to get worse. Well, you, you're right, Ben. I mean, but then we've got businesses crying out saying that they can't run their business because they don't have a workforce. Um, it, it's, I, I, my sense is, is that 
you know, as you bring more people, businesses become more successful again. They can do enough business to pay their bills. Then people are more confident to go and invest in uh, building another house or um, expanding the, you know, the accommodation that they've got attached to that. There's lots of bits that we've got to push on all at the same time. But most importantly, we have got to keep investment dollars in Australia so that we can keep having choices. Um, in the absence of choices, then Australia goes, you know, starts lining up with, with um, second world countries. And, you know, I don't know that we realise how fortunate we've been uh, for so many years to have started with agriculture, then moved through mining. We've now got second tier, you know, really smart businesses and technology. Um, but that is only because of the royalties and taxes and PAYG jobs uh, money that we get from, from big Big scale resource projects like iron ore, like coal, like gas. Uh, we've got to keep that investment here on these shores and not not allow the greens and labour to drive it off. Yeah, well said. Have a great Friday, and we'll talk to you next week as usual. Um, very thorough. We really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks a lot, Ben. Look forward to talking to you. Good on you, Senator Susan McDonald. We'll take a break. Come back with more. This is Rural Queensland today. It's the last day of March, the thirty first of March on Rural Queensland today.